You're listening to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Library Podcast. There's practically no limit to what you can learn and see when you belong to the Livingston Library. From science and technology to grants and genealogy, our library is virtually an information galaxy. This library is yours and this library is mine. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the premiere episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. I'm Joe from the Livingston Public Library, and I'm excited to share with you all the great things we have in store in this premiere episode. But first, we have a very special message and a poem from our director extraordinaire, Amy Babcock-Landry. Welcome to L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. My name is Amy Babcock-Landry, and I'm your library director. We're certainly living in an unprecedented time, and I am so pleased to have this new avenue to connect and share our experiences with all of our patrons. We miss you terribly, and we can't wait to see you again soon. I'm recording this on day 30 of my quarantine from my home in Jersey City. And there are a couple of things I've been doing to sort of keep my wits about me during this time. Um, Staying in touch with friends and family via FaceTime and Skype calls. And then mostly I've been working, gardening and reading. Spring has always been such an important time for me. And it makes me reflect on the resiliency of Earth. I watch my irises and lilies break through the surface and the clematis begin to climb reminded about the remarkable strength and perseverance that we all have within us. So today I would like to share with you a poem by William Carlos Williams. It's a poem that I revisit almost every spring, and this year it seems more pertinent than ever. The title of the poem is Spring and All by the Road to the Contagious Hospital. By the road to the contagious hospital, under the surge of the blue, mottled clouds driven from the northeast, a cold wind. Beyond the waste of broad, muddy fields, brown with dried weeds, standing and fallen. Patches of standing water, the scattering of tall trees. All along the road, the reddish, purplish, forked, upstanding twiggy stuff of bushes and small trees with dead brown leaves under them, lifeless, leafless vines. Lifeless in appearance, sluggish, dazed spring approaches. They enter the new world naked, cold, uncertain of all, save that they enter. All about them, the cold, familiar wind. Now the grass, Tomorrow, the stiff curl of wild carrot leaf. One by one, objects are defined. It quickens. Clarity. 
outline of leaf, but now the stark dignity of entrance. Still, the profound change has come upon them. Rooted, they grip down and begin to awaken. So thank you so much for sharing this brief moment with me and welcome to our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for that, Amy. Coming up later in this episode, we have more staff members from the Livingston Public Library to talk about what we've been doing to keep busy during this time. And in turn, we'll be showing you, as a member of the Livingston Public Library, how you can use your library card to access the many digital resources you have available through the library to continue to stay informed and enriched and entertained during this time. We have Katie, the head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, talking about what she's been reading the past few weeks. We have Gina and Jessica doing a podcast version of the Livy Lit series that they do on our Instagram feed, and they'll talk about what they've been reading lately. We have Joseph, who's the head of our technology department, here to talk about playing Dungeons and Dragons, which you can play not just in person, but online. I will talk a little bit later about some of the music I've been listening to, all of which is currently available through Hoopla, which you have access to as a Livingston Public Library cardholder. But first, if you're one of the millions of people, like myself, who have been fascinated by the Tiger King documentary series that debuted on Netflix last month, and maybe you're interested in doing some further research on some of the topics explored in that series, well, you're in luck because our librarian Archana is here to tell you how you can do that. Archana? Hi, I'm Archana Chiplunkar, Adult Services Librarian at the Livingston Public Library. Like many of you, I have been watching the new Netflix documentary called Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem and Madness about the life of tiger breeder and zoo operator Joe Exotic and his feud with big cat conservationist Carol Baskin. I'm not a fan of true crime, but this series' exploration of private big cat breeders filled with eccentric characters, bizarre situations, murder for hire, fierce rivalries, all make for a captivating watch in these troubling times. My head was spinning with questions and I wanted to learn more about the characters, about some of the topics touched upon in the series. If, like me, you would like to take a deeper dive into different aspects of this incredible true story, whether it be about the wild animals in captivity, animal welfare, the legality of private zoos, here are some online library resources that can be handy in your quest. To look up magazine articles, uh, I went from the library's homepage at www.livingstonlibrary.org to digital resources, selected newspapers and magazines, and then selected a database called Master File Elite. I searched under Joe Exotic Tiger, and uh, three or four articles came up. One was a 15-page article from Texas Monthly, dated June 2019, covering his life and his animal sanctuary. I then used the search term Tigers in Captivity. That led to a great article from the National Geographic magazine of December 2019 
on the increasing trend of making tigers as pets, called Tigers Next Door. A search of the term exotic animals as pets brings up interesting articles such as Beyond Dogs and Cats and Pets Gone Wild. Articles on polygamy in the United States, murder for hire, animal welfare, those were some of the other topics that I could search in the database. And you can also locate books on some of these topics on Overdrive and Hoopla. By books, I mean actually ebooks. So if you have watched any documentary lately that may have piqued your interest and you would like to learn more about some of the topics, be sure to check out some of the authoritative digital research resources provided by the Livingston Public Library, all of which can be accessed with your library card. Take care and thank you. Thank you, Archana. By the way, if anyone listening was fascinated by Tiger King and is looking for another documentary to watch, uh, the Tiger King series reminded my wife and I of a documentary film we watched a few years ago called Finders Keepers. And Finders Keepers is the true story of a feud between two men over a mummified leg that is discovered in a barbecue grill in a storage shed. And that's not really spoiling much because so much happens after that that is even stranger than fiction and equally riveting. And Finders Keepers is available on Hoopla, which you can watch for free with your Livingston Library card. And now we're going to welcome Katie, the head of our Adult Services and Acquisitions Department, to talk about some of what she's been reading and is looking forward to reading during social distancing. Hi everyone, this is Katie here. Um, just gonna talk a little bit about what I'm currently reading. Being home has given me uh, a chance to catch up on some books that I had previously been trying to get into and maybe had some difficulty. Uh, one of those books was Margaret Atwood's Stone Mattress, which is a short story collection. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't totally thrilled with it but I figured now was as good a time as any to go back and revisit it. That being said, I had then put a bunch of holds um, through Libby that all came in at the same time, which was in the past 12 hours. So this is kind of what's on my upcoming to-read list. And it starts off with Eric Larson's new book, The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill family and defiance during the Blitz. I've really liked his other books, um, particularly Dead Wake and uh, Devil in the White City. I thought Devil in the White City was a little disjointed, but ultimately it was a pretty entertaining book. Um, I'm excited to get this new one. I've had it on hold for a while. And as dense as it can be, I do find that his books are kind of quick reads because they're so interesting and they really keep me engaged. Another book that I had started and kind of put to the side and I'm now revisiting is Bunny by Mona Awad. It's interesting. I'm, I can't say that I've really gotten into it yet. It's a little bit of a fantasy book. It's a little bit not, maybe magical realism is kind of the word. You're reading it and you're not quite sure what's real and what's not. And I still haven't gotten to the point. I'm about 20% in. Still haven't gotten to the point where I'm really sure what the book's direction is. It's not a long book. So I think that's probably going to be the first one I attempt to knock out, but we'll see. 
And then the other one that came in, because uh, I had three come in, like I said, in 12 hours, um, is The Silent Companions by Laura Purcell. This was something that I think when I was searching for gothic horror in Libby is something that showed up. It just reminded me a little bit of Rebecca and Daphne Demure. There's kind of like a locked door in a new home and a figure that kind of bears a resemblance to the lead character. A little bit of a haunted house type story, which, you know, as you can tell, my reading interests are kind of all over the board. I have a pretty straightforward nonfiction, a magical realism, and then historical slash gothic horror. So I'm excited to see where they all go. And then in terms of what I'm still waiting for to come in is the uh, new Samantha Irby book is going to be coming out on March 30th called Wow, No Thank You Essays. And that's kind of just like humorous look. Um, Samantha Irby is a really funny comedian and author. So I, I really enjoyed her first book and I'm excited to see what the new one brings. So I'll post an update as soon as I uh, delve into these books a little bit more. And in the meantime, happy reading. Thank you very much, Katie. Very excited to hear more of what you have to say about those books later. And now joining us is Joseph, the head of our technology department, who has also hosted a number of Dungeons and Dragons programs for children and teens at the Livingston Public Library. So here he is to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. My name is Joseph and I am a librarian at the Livingston Public Library, but in my spare time, I live as a halfling thief in a fantasy metropolis known as Waterdeep. How do I pull off this double life? Well, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is a collaborative storytelling game in which players control a group of heroes on an adventure in a medieval fantasy world. The group works together to solve puzzles and survive challenges. You might explore an ancient ruin, slay an evil monster, or investigate a mysterious crime. You and your teammates will rely on each other to accomplish these quests. Dungeons and Dragons is usually played with a group of three to five people sitting around a table, but it can also be played online with video or voice chat. Most people in the group will play as characters on an adventure while one person narrates the world, presents encounters, and determines outcomes. This person is called the Dungeon Master. Being Dungeon Master is by far the most difficult part of playing Dungeons and Dragons, but it is also very rewarding and fun, and it's still not that hard. The Dungeon Master gets to decide what world the characters are in and what happens to them throughout the adventure. Players get to decide where the characters go, but the Dungeon Master decides what they find when they get there. The Dungeon Master also determines how the world reacts to each character's action. This is done through a combination of standardized rules, dice rolls, and most importantly, imagination. Each player in a game of Dungeons & Dragons has their own character. This character has a unique set of skills that are chosen by the player based on what type of person they want to be in their fantasy world. The basic rules of Dungeons & Dragons include a variety of options for character creation that range from plain old human knights to exotic magical creatures. Naturally, some characters will want to solve problems with brute force, while others might take a more tactical, social, or cowardly approach. Since D&D is played in a group, each character has an important role to play in the party's success or failure. To play Dungeons & Dragons, you will need a few things, the most important one being players. If you miss your friends, maybe they'd want to hang out, make some characters, and play over video or voice chat. 
Parents and siblings make great players as well, since D&D is fun for all ages. One of you will need to be the dungeon master. And if you're listening to this, I encourage you to try it out. It's the most fun way to play D&D, in my opinion. You will also need the basic rules. These are available as a free download on the internet. Just search for D&D Basic Rules. Another thing you'll need is dice. Dungeons and Dragons uses a variety of dice ranging from 4 to 20 sides. It's okay if you don't have these because there are many virtual dice rollers available online for free. Just Google Dice Roller. Once you have your players, your dice, and your rules, you can have your first session. Dungeons and Dragons is an ongoing game that's played in sessions that usually last 2 to 4 hours but you can play for as long or as little as you want. Your first session might be fully dedicated to making characters, or you might just look up some pre-made characters online and dive right into a combat encounter. The way you play is entirely up to you and your group. There is no right or wrong way to do it as long as you're having fun. Relax and don't worry about following the rules too exactly, and you'll get the hang of it in no time. Thank you very much, Joseph. And now with a podcast edition of their Livy Lit series that you might have seen them do on our Instagram feed. Here is Gina and Jessica to talk about what they've been reading. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Livingston Public Libraries podcast. I'm Gina, the Youth Services Librarian, and I'm here today with Jessica, the Adult Services and Acquisitions Librarian. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Gina. Hi, everybody. I've been reading a lot of poetry books on Hoopla. Hoopla is a great e-resource for poetry books, mm-hmm. um, especially by new and upcoming poets. Um, a few of my favorites were This is a Journey by Alice and Molly, Aphrodite mm-hmm. Made to Do It by Krista Mater, and I Hope My Voice Doesn't Skip in This One by Alicia Cook. So how did you find those on Hoopla? What did you search to find those titles? Um, I searched poetry, and then I searched ones published by Andrews McNeil, because they seem to publish a lot of newer and fresh voices. Mm -hmm. And it's really great, especially if you're having trouble concentrating now on a full novel. It's something, it's a great escape and alternative to reading, like an in-depth book. I agree. I agree. I um, have just finished reading Where the Mountain Meets the Moon, which is a children's book. We had the fourth and fifth grade book club online for the first time yesterday, and that was really a lot of fun to interact with the kids that way. But um, the story itself was like this fun fantasy adventure, and I think that's also good for taking your mind off things traveling through the stories is always a fun way when you can escape and then for fun also on hoopla i started reading book love which is just (laughs) me too i feel like if i was a cartoon character i would be this girl (laughs) it's so cute and up next on my to read list is this book called the regrets by amy bonifons it's kind of like this dark love story between a girl and a ghost so cool yeah that should be interesting oh if parents are looking for a fun thing to do with their kids or a fun book to share I found this book called the most magnificent thing and that also is on hoopla 
And it's this really fun story about a little girl and her dog who set out on this uh, mission to build the most magnificent thing. And of course, it doesn't come out as she planned. And the story sort of evolves from there. But also on Hoopla, not only is the book on Hoopla, but they created a little animated short to go with the book. So it's oh. like a fun, cute little 20-minute video to watch. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Gina and Jessica. So for me, I've been listening to a lot of music lately. I love music and a lot of you from the Livingston Public Library may know me better as Guitar Joe, who does the musical story time program for younger children. And some music that I've been listening to lately is by two all-time great songwriters who unfortunately we lost in the first week of April. These two songwriters are musicians I really love and admire and who have often inspired me whenever I've tried to write my own songs. And they're two musicians who happen to have a lot in common, which I never really realized before. Uh, but even though they come from different generations and usually wrote in different styles of music, they have a lot of similarities. And the first songwriter that I'm thinking of is John Prine. He had been making music for about 50 years. His first album was released in 1971. And the first thing I usually think about when I think about John Prine is his sense of humor. He wrote some very funny songs. Sometimes he wrote very silly songs, like Illegal Smile or In Spite of Ourselves. But even though he had a very sharp sense of humor, at the same time he could be very poignant and write lyrics or melodies that would just really melt your heart. And sometimes he could make you smile or laugh at the beginning of a lyric and then make you sad and feel like crying at the end of a lyric. Or he could do the opposite. He, he could make you terribly heartbroken at the beginning of a line, but then kind of sucker punch you with a joke by the end of it. And that's certainly a rare talent for a songwriter. And if you've never listened to John Prine before, I certainly recommend his debut album, self-titled debut album, John Prine from 1971. Just about every track on that album is gold, and it is available to listen to on Hoopla, as are the other albums from the first decade of his career. So again, if you want to get into John Prine or love him already and want to revisit him, you can check out his work on Hoopla. Now, the other songwriter that I'm thinking of is Adam Schlesinger, a New Jersey native, and I've been a fan of his work since about 1996. That's when his band Fountains of Wayne released their self-titled debut album, and that was also around the time when I got my driver's license and so I have a lot of fond memories of driving around, listening to Fountains of Wayne's debut album over and over and over again. Now, when a lot of people who do know about Fountains of Wayne think about them, they might think about a song called Stacy's Mom, 
which came out in around 2003. And that was kind of a humorous song, almost a deliberately cheesy tribute to 80s pop music. And even though that's a funny song, and even though Adam Schlesinger certainly had an obvious sense of humor, like John Prine, he also could be very poignant and touching and go from funny to sad or sad to funny just within the span of a single verse or even a single lyric. A lot of people may also recognize some of Adam Schlesinger's work from movies and TV. For instance, he wrote the title song to the movie That Thing You Do, which in my opinion is one of the best all-time songs ever written for a movie. He also co-wrote a lot of songs with Rachel Bloom for the TV series Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and you can check out both the series and the soundtrack to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Hoopla. And in fact, the first four Fountains of Wayne albums are available to listen to on Hoopla, so if you want to get into Adam Schlesinger's work or just revisit it, you can check it out all there. Now, on a somewhat lighter note, I have also been listening to a lot of concert albums. I used to love going to concerts in my teens and 20s. As I've gotten older and have enjoyed staying home more, I have uh, gone to fewer concerts. But, you know, you know, with all the social distancing going on now, I kind of miss going to concerts. And since I won't be able to do that for a while, I've been listening to some of the great all-time live concert albums available on Hoopla and living vicariously through them. Some albums they have up there are James Brown Live at the Apollo and Stop Making Sense by Talking Heads and Nina Simone in concert and uh, Aretha Franklin Live at Fillmore West, Nirvana Unplugged in New York. There's also a live album by Joni Mitchell called Miles of Isles, and that album was recorded on her first tour that she played with a backing band. And so it features a lot of versions of songs you may recognize by Joni Mitchell, but done in fun, new, exciting ways. Like there's a version of the famous song Big Yellow Taxi on that album, which is livelier and swingier and a little jazzier and has some saxophone going on in there. So yeah, that's about it for what I've been listening to the past few weeks. And in fact, that's about it for our very first episode of L-Town Radio, the Livingston Public Library podcast. Thank you to Amy and Archana and Katie and Gina and Jessica and Joseph for all their contributions. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll tune in again when we have our second episode in about a month. Now, who knows if in that episode we'll be able to talk about more than just what we've been doing around the house. Who knows if we'll be able to talk about actually coming to the library again. But whatever happens, I hope you'll stay in touch with us through our many online channels. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We have our own blog and our website. And now, of course... We have this podcast, which is available on SoundCloud and other channels where podcasts are distributed. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to each other out there. <laughs>